You're listening to The Accomplished Podcast with Galen Hendricks. Join Galen in the real, raw, and remarkable stories of her guests as she uncovers their inspirations, their failures, and their biggest accomplishments. We're so happy that you're here today. Now let's dive into today's conversation. We are here today with the queen of the bundle, Galen Hendricks herself, and she is kicking off her Accomplished Podcast. And I'm so excited I get to be the first interviewer for this podcast. So we've prepared a couple of questions for her, and we would love to hear your answers to them. Perfect. So the first one is, who inspired you first? That would obviously be my parents. I can't think of uh, anybody that has given me more inspiration throughout 36 years in this career, but 57, no, so I'm going to be 59. You know, 59 years of my life this year, uh, I had the best parents. Um, You know, it's really hard to speak about them and not get emotional, especially with them both being gone. But um, I read a dear friend of mine's post on Facebook today, Roger Short, who lost his mother. And I've met Roger through 8% Nation. It's so funny. We've only known each other probably a couple of years. But today when I read his post, I just really felt the need to reach out to him. And tell him that, you know, once they get to heaven, all the things they couldn't do here, they get to do there. So that's what's exciting. So it's definitely my parents. Good. Awesome. Well, I see you posting a lot about them often. Mm-hmm. And it just, I just know smiling and looking down on you. I hope so. clapping for you because you're doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm glad yeah. when people say that. It makes mm-hmm. me proud. Yeah. So second question is, what is your big, what was your biggest failure? I think my biggest failure was not believing in myself uh, early on. Um, I think everybody out in Facebook land looks at us that are on Facebook all the time and says, oh my gosh, they're killing it. They never have any issues. And I try to be very transparent about things that have gone on in my life uh, as much as the successes as the failures. But I think the biggest failure was not believing in myself. And one of the things that I've tried to do in my career when I am mentoring people or when I am out there in people's offices trying to motivate their staff is to get them all to believe that you're here for a reason. And God, in my opinion, sees all of us like our parents do, even better because he was our first parent. And I think that he sees us on that mountaintop. And sometimes we see ourselves in the valley. But I am um, striving every day to believe in myself and hoping that I am knocking it out of the park so that other people can see. You know, 2021 was a fantastic year. Um, You know, for me personally, professionally, but there were also a lot of hard times. You know, anytime you have something amazing happen to you, uh, you're always going to have somebody that's trying to knock you off the mountain. And so there was a lot of times last year when I had to take a step back and say, this is all greatness, but we are having a little bit of the valley and we've got to figure out how we get back to the top. So, you know, I think those failures are what leads to those successes. Well, it's reassuring to know that, you know, you walk around with such confidence and such a motivational spirit to yourself that 
you do have those hard times and you know how to pick yourself up and get out of those struggles. So that's reassuring to a lot of people. Right. So, well, you know, we all have them. Definitely. <laughs> I think one of the things, and I'm just going to add this again, y'all, this is unscripted, but I think one of the things that we've got to really be remindful of is that there are a lot of people out there walking in a dark place right now. This world has bred a lot of negativity. And I go back to when I was a kid or your age or, you know, even in my 40s, we didn't have all this social media, negativity, hating type things. You know, all you had to do was worry about the bully at school. Yeah. You know, now you're having to worry about the bully on Facebook, the bully on Instagram, the bully in the workplace. And I think that the more that we can just be kind, and I know that sounds simple. I know, Mandy, you're a very kind person. Um, But I think the more we can be kind and just really love one another, it really lifts us up, especially those people that don't give us any indication they're in a dark place. And that's, that's really hard to know. Yeah. Well, how do you feel that that helped you become accomplished later on? Um, I think lots of things. One is my testimony. Um, I told everybody when I launched Accomplished that I was going to talk about what really moves me. And it's my faith. You know, um, Dan and I reached a really, really hard, hard time in our lives. Um, and it was back in, um, my dad died in 1990. And in 1991, I left a place that I'd worked with for a long time. And I just prayed to God. I was like, if you will just get us out of this debt, I promise I will speak your name. Every day of my life, every day in my business life, I don't care who tells me to stop. I won't stop. And I was in tears, and I remember exactly where I was. I was in Fort Worth, Texas at the Trinity with a Subway sandwich for lunch. And I had just started getting into the annuity business. And I walked back into the office, and uh, Daisy was working with Mm -hmm. us at the time, still is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I literally was sitting there, and Daisy goes, there's a man out here that wants to buy an annuity. And I was like, we just ran that ad. I don't even have any apps. And I said, but I have those two kids, and we had a um, photocopier at the time, and so we could just copy the apps. And that man just came in. He bought a $100,000 annuity. He split it up four ways. He had four children, four daughters. And I asked him, I said, when can I deliver this to you? And he said, just send it to me. Better yet, send it to my ex-wife. He said, because I want her to have it if something ever happens to me. And I remember his name. I won't mention it on the video, but I remember his name. And I never heard from him since. I never heard from the lady that I sent it to. But I still to this day believe he was an angel sent to me from God because it happened the day that I asked. And um, I made almost enough money to pay off mine and Dan's credit card debt. It wasn't a huge amount of credit card debt for today's standards. But back then for Dan and I, it was a lot. It was like $7,700. And the commission I made on that annuity at the time was Mm $7,000. 
And I would tell people when I would tell them about my testimony that, you know, God doesn't promise he's going to eradicate everything. He doesn't promise he's going to give you a ton of money. He doesn't promise us the lottery, but he does promise us prosperity and he promises joy. And I think that going back to my biggest failure, which was not believing in myself, uh, but having the knowledge that God did and knowing that he would deliver me from that. And I give my grandmother credit for that. My grandmother Roberts, my dad's mom. She took me to church on Sundays. Me being saved was a huge accomplishment for her. (laughs) So much that she would have me a nervous wreck every Sunday when I would walk into church. We were Baptist and, you know, she would always sit at the front. I always liked to sit in the middle. But, you know, the thing was, she would just always pray for me. Pray that I would be saved. And I later found myself doing that for people that came to work for me. And I wouldn't go to them and say, hey, we need to pray. We need to have the salvation moment. You know, you worked here. I never did that. But I would pray for people. And I would see their lives change. And I remember when my son was saved. And I remember when Shana, my daughter-in-law, was saved. And my grandchildren. Um, It is just like this insurance policy that when you get to heaven, you're going to be able to see them. So I think my greatest failure, uh, not believing in myself, but believing what God thought about me, is what's led to my moments of success. Right. That testimony is wonderful. And it's great that you have one and you can speak it and speak the truth behind it. Over our years, knowing each other and working together, we've seen people come in in this business and, you know, find their way out. And I don't know. It's just beautiful because we see them leave as better people. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's going to make me cry. But that, <laughs> that's my hope. Yeah. I think that's God's prayer for all of us. Yeah. So third question is, what was your dream and how did you make it happen? Well, my dream, first of all, was to be a mom mm-hmm. of all things, uh, which I was told at 22, uh, the chances of that happening probably wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was with me. And I was told that I would have to have a hysterectomy. And my mother was like, absolutely not. You know I've talked about yes. my mom lots. Yeah. My mom uh, had this <laughs> Indian uh, intuition. And I've been blessed with it. Um, thank the Lord. Uh, but she literally said, you're not doing that. I know you're going to have a baby. And I just feel it. I see it. that it's going to be a boy. And I had gone through a really hard breakup at that time. And I was like, Mom, I just want to focus on my career. I don't think it's in the cards. And that was in August of 85. And then I met Dan, my husband. I'd known Dan, but I'm we went out on our first date. We were supposed to have gone out December 31st, Christmas Eve, 85 into 86. Uh, but we went out on January 3rd. And we ended up just connecting and all kinds of ways, I would say, those of you know me. But I was blessed uh, with getting pregnant. And I ended up with this amazing bundle of joy. And I think that's what's driven me. Uh, I was doing a lot of things wrong before I got pregnant. You know, a lot of things that you do when you're in your 20s. Um, And getting pregnant and being given a gift from God 
that I know is a gift for men. Believe me, my doctor was yeah. like, this is a gift. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about how I found out I was pregnant on another uh, <laughs> interview. But the cool thing about it was, is it, it drove me to want to have a college education for him. It drove me wanting to have a nice house for him. It, it drove everything I did. And I think that was after my parents, knowing that I was responsible for another human being, made me want to be the best human being I could possibly be. That's great. That's great. Do you feel like you've accomplished that dream? I do. Yeah. Every day I walk in this office. I, I see him. Um, him working with us was a dream that I never thought was going to happen. Uh, he went a total another direction, as you know. This is what's yeah. so good about you interviewing. Yeah. You know the stories, <laughs> do. But walking in here every day and seeing him do so well, yeah. um, seeing his family do well, mm-hmm. uh, seeing that employees respect and love him. But I think the biggest compliment I got, uh, knowing I reached my uh, success or accomplishment, was we were at a managing partners meeting for Integrity Marketing Group, and uh, a gentleman that I admire greatly uh, walked up to me and said, you know, I've talked to a lot of second generations, Mm -hmm. and you need to be very, very proud of that boy or that young man because he knows as much or more than I do or anybody else I know in this business. And um, I got that compliment a lot that. And it was because he had been at a get-together with a lot of those uh, original Diamond Partners uh, with AIMC. And, you know, it's it's great when you hear that. But, but I think what's even greater than that is when you see how he's developing people to yeah. be the best version of themselves. How Shauna develops people to be the best versions of themselves. And, you know, Scotty and Taylor and all the folks that I've had the pleasure of working with. Right. And like you said, getting to see them grow and watching people leave. You know, I think that's the hardest thing about being in business Right. is when people you love leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you take it as a personal failure. Yeah. What did I do wrong? What could I have done to make them stay? And one day I was doing an interview with Cody Askins and he said, how do you handle that when someone leaves the nest? Yeah. And at that moment I had an epiphany and I said, you know, Cody, I think it's just like raising your children. Yeah. You raise them up so that when they go out on their own, hopefully one day they'll look in their rearview mirror and say, I am who I am because she believed in me. She wanted me to be the best I could. She wanted me to be great. And again, I get very emotional. And Mandy's emotional too, so we're probably going to cry. But, you know, you're a perfect example of that. I mean, you've just become incredibly successful. And um, one day when I interview Mandy, y'all can hear how that happened. But, you know, I think it's become a blessing now that I've taken a step back and really looked at it more as a accomplishment uh-huh. than a failure right. when someone leaves and they become successful. I think I was trained by a lot of men in the business, 
that made me feel like if someone left, it was my fault. Really? Uh-huh. And I've started really thinking about that because, you know, I know everybody and anybody has written a book. And everybody yeah. has asked me when I was going to write a book. And I said, I'm probably not because I don't want to write a how-to book. Yeah. You know, I want to write a book on how I did it. Yeah. You know, how I, on paper, should not have any of what I do. Uh, based on what books tell you, based on what the the big companies tell you, based on what these motivational folks tell you, I should not be sitting here today with every blessing that God's given me. That is why I know there's a greater power. That's why I know I absolutely have earned the right to sit in this chair and be here as an accomplished person because God wanted that for me. My parents wanted that for me. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I want to do a personal interview with you and I really don't want any business spoken. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how that exists yeah. because I am my business. Yeah. Um, I always have been, no matter who I've worked for, no matter who I've worked with, I have always considered myself that loyal comrade, that responsible one that's going to make them as successful as I know they can be. And uh, so I don't know that one comes without the other, but I do think that it's great being able to see those people and you look at them and you're like, I had a little bit to do with that. Yeah. And that's, that's a major, major accomplishment on my resume. That's great. That's great. What keeps you wanting to accomplish more? Your life, uh, my grandchildren. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think looking at them every day, and you know, I've told you this. I've told a lot of people watching this. It's really hard to raise children. I think in the YouTube movement, yeah. um, it's that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, these children, fortunately, look at so many things that are going on, and it's almost comical to them especially if they're being raised in a Christian home, being raised in a home where they still have dinner together, raised in a home where they still have family days and family nights. Yeah. You know, I was asked the other night uh, on New Year's Day uh, by a good friend of mine's mom that I've become really good friends with. And she said, did you have dinner every night with your family? And I said, I did, unless I was traveling. And it was intentional. It was planned. Mm -hmm. In the morning, I always put something out in the sink to thaw out for dinner. So I knew I had to cook it that night. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was me, Dan, and Sean all cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. Sometimes it was Dan saying, hey, I'll get this before you get home. Or sometimes it was me before Dan got home. And I think that it was intentional. Um, I think... The dreams I have for the future are to show my granddaughter and like your daughter that, you know, they have a place in this world, but they have to learn that men are as much as part of this world as they are. And we're not superior, right? They're not superior. 
we were all made in God's image and we all have the right and we've earned it to be as successful as we want to be and as successful as we're willing to work for. And I think there are just some men that work harder than some women. And I think there are some women that just work harder than some men. And that's why they're more successful. I think work is a four-letter word that is not a bad word. We have gotten in this society where everybody deserves a trophy just for waking up. Yeah. God never promised us that. Right. He never did. My parents never promised me that. Your parents never promised you that. I know your parents. Um, I think that work needs to be balanced. Uh, I want to quote a lady at Integrity Marketing Group. She works in HR, and she told me something not too long ago when I was trying to ask her a question on how do I create a better work and home life balance? for my team. And she said, I just don't believe there's such a thing. Yeah. She said, I think there's a work life and a home life harmony. Yeah. And when I heard that, I said, Adrian, you're speaking my language. Yeah. That is what I have tried to accomplish in my career. Because there were times when my family thought I was a there were times when my bosses thought I didn't work enough. And trying to balance those two and become harmonious, I think, is my newest and greatest work. I'm trying to go around the country and motivate other employees and other uh, team members you can have it all, but it's within a certain harmony. And we learn from each other. You know, one of the things after I did Women in Leadership with uh, Integrity Marketing Group, Adrienne was like, oh my gosh, I learned so much from you. And after she gave me that tip, I literally said, this is what I love about what we get to do every day. Notice I didn't say what we have to do. I said, what we get to do, we get to learn from others. And when we consider how much time we spend with people we work with, they're our family or our family. And so we need to respect them just like we would respect our husbands or our spouses or our better halves or our children. And I'll just say this, and I know I can go off script quite a bit, but when you're unaccomplished, you get to do that. Um, respect your children. I think that that's one thing my mom and dad did for me. Yeah. They respected me. They respected me when I was younger. Yes, I was a child mm -hmm. and I knew I was a child. Yeah. I knew I didn't get to make decisions for my parents, but they listened to me yeah. and they heard me. And I think that's the one piece of advice I would give to all of you parents out there. While you're out there trying to make it to the top, stop and listen. Listen to those children. All they want to do is be heard. And when, they, when they're heard, they know they matter. It doesn't mean you always have to be their friend. I was a big believer in the fact that I wasn't my son's friend. Yeah. I was his parent. 
And when he turned 22 and became off the payroll and had his own life, well, then we could be friends and we could respect each other and we could respect each other for what we do in this business. And he has, an, he has a right to his opinion, as long as it's done honorably and respectfully. And I think when you give that to your children on the way up, they give that to you when you're on the way down, yeah. because we all age. And I got to see my mom do that. I didn't get to see my dad do that. You know, I lost my dad at 52, but watching my mom and being there for her on her last day was uh, incredible. It was incredible because she gave me the best gift of peace. She told me she was ready to see my dad and ready to hold the baby that she lost before me. And it was time for her to go. And I can't imagine going through that and not knowing that heaven was her final destination. Right. And that's how I hope to inspire my grandchildren and my children. That's great. And one thing you said is the structure that you bring your children children up on. And I struggle that with my kids because we are growing up in the YouTube age and all that stuff. But we have to actionably and disciplinely put structure in their life. Absolutely. So that they will, you know, grow up in the structure and have that and go forward in this life with that. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Well, those are all the questions that we have. There's plenty more that we could talk about, but Absolutely. that's all we have for today. Perfect. So thank you so much for opening up to us, and I'm excited for this journey. I am too, and so I can't wait for y'all to see who my first guest is yes. going to be. It's going to blow your mind. Yep. This person does not speak often, um, but when this person does, <laughs> uh, you need to stop get a notepad and write down everything that this person says. So thank you guys for joining. Accomplished has been a passion of mine for a very long time because I think so many of us don't take the time and pat ourselves on the back for the little accomplishments along the way. You would be surprised when you start writing down all the accomplishments that you have in this life. So thanks for joining us. Mandy, thank you for interviewing me today. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Have a great day.